Well, there you have it. That's an easy way. Remember, uh, our goal is to be here in the office uh, every day, 8 to 5. At least that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, you're welcome to do the old-fashioned way. Drop your tithe or offerings off here at the church, or you can mail it uh, Mail it to the church address here and we'll get it. One family came by on Friday and uh, I saw them and they said, we're just bringing our tithe in. So uh, please, because it's important as we continue ministry, because it seems like that society is shut down. Ministry does not stop here at the church. We continually plan and believe and pray a whole lot to believe that God will in fact take us through this entire crisis. And he will, I believe that. Say amen in your own heart and your own mind. Not only that, uh, I uh, had an idea, that is Second uh, Chronicles 7.14, and uh, I actually uh, said to our people, matter of fact, some of you Wednesday night, that uh, allow the Holy Spirit to minister. Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. So, so at 7.14 a.m. and 7.14 p.m., uh, let's take a moment, set your phone to send an alert to you and uh, remind you to pray. Someone just this morning texted me and said, I was out on my bicycle riding, I don't know how many miles they ride, 50 or 100 miles and uh, a day, I guess, and my phone went off and I pulled my uh, bicycle over. He was in Lakeside Village right there in front of the theater and uh, said, I just knelt to pray for a moment, said, God, we just rebuke this virus. We believe God. Let me tell you something. Every prayer counts. And if we are going to do what we're supposed to do, friend, we're going to do everything that we can to pray and believe that God will bring this thing to an end. And may we, through the process, learn from it. May we gain information and knowledge from it that will help us in the future to do a better job than we have done in the past. So welcome everybody. I wanna uh, take a look at this message for just a few moments. It's called Victory, Our Strategy. We've been praying and we've had more meetings than, than I can remember having in a long, long, long time. I talked Wednesday night about the power of faith and I'll be back online this coming Wednesday night. And for those of you Lakesiders, I want you to know Pastor Jeff will be online next Sunday morning. But today we're together enjoying the blessings of the Lord. And I talked for a moment about faith and this, uh, this were a couple of questions. What is faith? And you think about it. And so here it is. It is believing simply before you see. Believing before you actually see the results. So we're believing eventually God is going to bring this thing to an end. And then, well, how do you prove it? You act like it. You live through it by the grace of God and you live it out daily. God, I know this thing is going to be over and you live toward the glory of the Lord. Well, how important is it? Here's what the Bible says. Without exercising our faith, without putting it to work, he said, we're condemned. There's nothing that we can do that's going to be able to move the heart of God, he said, like the power of prayer and using your faith. So here's something I want to share with you for those of you for the very first time. Here it is. Faith is not a belief or a deed. It is a relationship lived out daily. 
to the degree that one believes every word of the Scripture. Do you believe? I know that you do. Every word of the Scripture to be true regardless of the present circumstance that we might be in. So many of us are followers of Jesus Christ. Some of you may not have made that decision, but let me tell you, God's Word is true, and we claim it, and we believe it by the grace of God. I read something the other day I thought it might be of interest to you. It says, a ship does not sink because of the water around it, but a ship sinks when the water is allowed to get inside. And so I'm suggesting to you as we meander through this message, let it inspire us right where you are and say, God, here's what I know. This ship that I'm in, my family, my resources, everything, I know water is all around me, but I'm not going to let the challenge of this situation get inside and bring misery and unbelief into my life. I'm going to believe that we are going to move through by the grace of God. Well, Jehoshaphat is our, our uh, player today. He's the person that God has placed in my heart. He's in a situation that is life or death. It's a situation that, hey, life, which means the success he's enjoying, is going to continue. Before this hit, you and I have been a blessed nation, a blessed people. God is doing really, really well. And then all of a sudden, here we go. The coronavirus hits us. Well, Jehoshaphat was facing a situation that life was good, but if he didn't handle this situation right, if he didn't work through this, if he didn't let his faith rule and reign, if he failed to give God honor and glory, it could mean defeat and continual slavery. And the only one that could help him in his dilemma, and we'll find out what that is in a moment, was placing his trust in Almighty God. And not only that, how we manage through situations in our life and how we manage through crisis, we put a testimony out there. We do not want to fail previous generations who got us this far, nor do we want to fail future generations because they're depending on us to manage every crisis and every situation as it relates to victory in the name of the Lord. So, how do I handle, what is my strategy? And I'd like to present that to you and to your family this morning. Here it is. You remember when, remember when. Have you ever heard someone say, do you remember when? And often we talk about in those conversations good things or positive things. Some of them might be a little negative, but most of the time, do you remember when? I mean, my Lord of mercy, you get with your family and that resonates well, here we are in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 7. Oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Did you not do that? And we know that he did. Well, Jehoshaphat was the man under pressure right now. He was a godly man. He exalted God. He trusted the law of God, and because of his spiritual success, God gave him favor with other nations. People were actually afraid of him, actually afraid of Judah, actually afraid to say anything bad about him. Well, here's what we know, that eventually that began to change. And apparently, God decided to say, you know what, just like I did Job, I'm going to present a little test to see how Jehoshaphat and Judah how they're going to respond, how they're going to manage it. 
this time his nest of security is being shaken. Well, I don't know about you, but I was out at Publix yesterday morning, and uh, I don't know, about 20 till 8, they open at 8 o'clock, and and there was about, I don't know, 100 more other people there waiting in line, and I'm, I'm standing there thinking, wow, so I made the best of it. I struck up conversations with individuals and thought, what a moment, you know, to be able to share. And then when they opened the doors, just like you see on television at Christmas time, when everybody's going for the 55-inch television over at Best Buy, people crowded in there. And I thought, my Lord, and I was a part of it. Just took my time to get in there. There is a crisis, friend, going on in the land in which we live. But we can still be positive in every circumstance. What's Jehoshaphat's challenge? Three of his enemies decided it's time. It's time that we just got in there and came against Jehoshaphat. The Moabites, Ammonites, and the Minuites. And they came for war against Judah. And they had armies that was far greater than anything that Jehoshaphat had. It was a time that was either permitted by God to test Jehoshaphat and Judah to say, do you still love me in tough times? And I think that's who we are. I've seen people post on Facebook and other mediums that, that are talking more spiritual terms than that I've read that they ever talked. So it is a time that kind of reminds us of the core of who we are. I had one person that I, I really doubted about their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But on a post just recently, they simply stood strong because all the times that I've tried to minister, that did not come out. But yesterday, it came out. They posted, I just want everybody to know that I believe in Jesus Christ. And that I believe that he is my Lord and Savior. And that I've given my heart to him. And I believe that no matter what happens, God is going to take care of me. I thought, hallelujah. Now, I don't know if it was the challenge that we're in that did that or not. But here's what I know. It was really, really positive and something took over in that person's life. Now, we know that we need to take advantage of this wonderful opportunity. What do you mean, Pastor? You're calling the coronavirus a wonderful opportunity? Everything that happens in our life that might be negative, if we're living by faith, we can actually have an opportunity to take a look at it. There have been other challenges in our lives that maybe we have forgotten, but let me remind us of a few of them. Well, long ago, was the, in the 60s, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Well, there was the fuel crisis in the 70s. And we here in Florida and on the Gulf Coast, we know there's natural disasters. Andrew hit Miami and just really destroyed a segment of the population there. Um, Katrina hit, Charlie hit. Puerto Rico experienced a hurricane and then just not too long ago, an earthquake that rocked that little community. But I talked to some from that country the other day, and they said, boy, we have a strong resolve. We are coming through. Then I studied for this message this morning, and I found out there are 500,000 earthquakes globally that take place on this planet. I thought, my Lord, 500,000 earthquakes globally on this planet? But it's amazing. 
I didn't even know about it. So God's got everything under control. And then 9-11, we all remember that. We even remember where we were when we got the news of 9-11. And then the financial crisis of 07 and moving into 08. And there have been many others. But what do we do? We remember when. Now those are memories. Why are they memories? Because God carefully, meticulously took us through. What did Jehoshaphat say? He said, he inquired of the Lord. He reminded God in past times when the enemy attacked us, didn't you drive them out of the land? Didn't you destroy our enemy in a complete way? Well, we know that that's our hope in this virus and every other contributing factor that goes along with it. What happens when we remember when as to what has done, what God has done in the past? Well, let me give you just a few, and here they are. It strengthens our faith. We sing a song, look what the Lord has done. And we sing that jubilantly, and we know that. Well, he enlightens our understanding. We've come this far by faith. It causes us to cast off doubt. If you did it once, you'll do it again. It causes us to reestablish God on the throne of our heart. You know, human nature sometimes causes us to want to squeeze in and try to get up on the throne of our own life. We do that, though we may not be willing to admit it, but it happens. And so here's what it is. It causes us to remember God, you, and you alone are on the throne of my life, and it inspires us to advance for the cause of Christ. So, as we rediscover by remembering when, it will renew our faith in the Lord. And I encourage you, wherever you are, let the Holy Spirit renew your faith in God's ability to take care of you. And then here's another point. Number two, stay tuned. Say that with me. Stay tuned. All of you at home, I want you to stay right there with me. Here it is, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Our eyes are upon you. Do you know what I notice on a lot of, a lot of the media and Facebook and Instagram and all of that? Here's what I am reading and hearing and seeing is pray, pray, everyone pray, pray, pray. I'm thinking, hallelujah, God's got our attention. And the other day, this past Wednesday, I was on the phone with our governor, and he said, I want those of us who are on the line from way down in Key West and Miami all the way up into Jacksonville and the Panhandle. He said, I need, I need the spiritual community. He said, the religious community. He said, I, I need y'all to do what it is that you do, that you pray, that you believe, you ask for wisdom because you are a huge link in this situation to flattening the curve and getting the job done. Well, I want you to know I'm not going to stand by and just casually take this situation as if, you know, okay, it's not really serious. It is serious. As a matter of fact, for many, it's deadly serious. In Italy, it's deadly serious for many of those individuals. I spoke yesterday with a friend of ours who is from Italy, and they are Italians. Well, that would make good sense, wouldn't it? If they're from Italy, they'd be Italians. 
And I asked about their families at home in Italy. And they said, thank God, it hasn't touched our family yet. And we're believing God. And Pastor Blackburn, the only thing that's going to make it is the power of prayer. Well, I, I want you to know that precious couple I was able to talk to and, and minister and because, and they became dear friends. Jeremiah saw the vast armies of the enemy. He, um, he thought, wow, they're remarkable in their might. They are warriors. They are strong. They have a war strategy. And then he remembered he was needed to be focused. Well, God, if I remember when, I need to stay tuned to who you are. In other words, God, you rule nations. Power and might's in your hands. And not one person can withstand you. And God, you have the ability to judge everyone. So I'm going to stay tuned as I hide under the shelter of the Almighty. And then Jehoshaphat rendered his own testimony. He said, compared to that that's going on out there, he said, we have no power. We can't win. We don't know what to do. We don't know about the unknown. We are not prepared. And here's what we say. We believe our control is slipping away. So God, that's who we are. When people in a culture chase toilet paper rolls, we are in big trouble, friend. When the shelves of groceries are empty, when the meat counters are bare, and when you can't find the things that ordinarily we take for granted, you might want to say, God, our control to live our life normally is slipping away. And then he went on to say, but our eyes are upon you. You know what? I believe this. Remember when we talked about faith a while ago? It says we believe in God's word, everything that God's word says. Well, I want you to know, here's, here's one. Our God does not fail. And God has everything under control. So when I choose not to look at the opposition and give credit to their power, or allow the circumstances of the moment to dictate my life, or allow the pandemic to blanket me with fear, I'm here to tell you, friend, it doesn't matter where that pandemic and the coronavirus came from. Here's what I know. It did not sneak up on God. God was aware of it, and my God rules and reigns. My eyes are upon the Lord. How about you? I believe that's encouraging words that we meet, need to remind ourselves every single day. So in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of all this trouble, middle of all this challenge, an individual steps forward. The Bible calls it a praise singer. And this praise singer had been in touch with God, stepped forward and began to prophesy. Now, I don't know how God might speak to you. That's why it's important to do 2 Chronicles 7, 14. It's why it's important to stay close to God in your devotions right now. It's why it's important to uh, just whisper a prayer, a little additional prayer. It's why it's important, Mom and Dad, that's why it's important that you take your children at this period of time and you help them 
You help them be overcomers. You help them grow in their faith. You give them a word of encouragement. Sharon said to me yesterday, have you communicated with our children and our grandchildren? I said, well, I have some of them. She said, well, you need to communicate with all of them. She says, and just let them know God's got this under control. So I'll start with Tim and Kelly, my son. Tim, Kelly, God's got this under control. I believe that. So here's what happened. The praise singer stepped forward. And this is what he said. This is what the Lord says. And this is what I present to you today to be a part of your growth power in the name of the Lord. Here it is. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. The battle is not yours. The battle belongs to God. And he will fight this battle for you. And I say that to the thousands who might be listening. I said that the other day in so many words to the governor. I said that to our sheriff yesterday on the phone. Again, as we talked for a while, I said, God's got this. Preacher, he says, that's what he calls me. Preacher, he said, pray. So I heard an individual the other day, and I used this just Wednesday night. Pray like your hair is on fire. Now, I want you to know that's getting down and really doing some praying. But listen carefully. Let's remember that the weapon God has given us is the weapon that will defeat this thing quicker than anything else. And that is to pray. Pray a prayer that causes us to remember when. Pray a prayer that says, God, you are on the throne. And always remember this. God's release to do his work often is contingent upon our release of our focused faith. So God, I am focusing upon you. Remember this, Hebrews 11:2. Here it is. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. That was the power of Abraham. There's no way you and I can enjoy enjoying getting past this without our eyes are upon the Lord. Number three, finally, believe and declare your victory. Say amen, everybody. Believe and declare amen. You can turn to your family there at home and say, hey, I believe it. I believe it with all of my heart. Some of you, I talk to you, we know that Joel Osteen always says, end of every message, do you receive it? And then he says, I know that you do. Well, I'm believing that you are receiving it. Here we go. Believe and declare your victory. 2 Chronicles 20, as they began to sing and praise the Lord, set up ambushes around the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. One day not long from now, we will say, the coronavirus is under control. And it was because of God's wisdom in the lives of those who are in leadership and those who study science. But no matter what happens, our God is the ultimate answer. I believe that with all of my heart. Once Jehoshaphat heard from the Lord, here's what he did. He bowed down in worship. And he just simply began to worship God. He began to declare to his people, have faith in the Lord. 
Trust him to be healed. Sing a song of praise and worship, and there are many. Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endureth forever. So there are many methods for you just today or during your time of prayer. Turn on a little praise music right off your phone and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to work through you because praise will lift you up, it will sustain you, and it will, in fact, excite you. And when we kick in our faith to believe and walk by faith, here's what will happen. It will cause us to, to leave the classroom of instruction and rise from the pit of reason and mount on the wings of faith and march in the path of the untried and fully advance on the simplicity of the Word of God. Remember, a ship doesn't sink because of the water around it. A ship sinks when water gets on the inside. Faith is the antidote to allowing the fear and the anxiety and the troubled to get on the inside of your spiritual man. So rise up and say, by the grace of God, Father, my eyes are upon you. My faith is upon you. And everyone that I have influence over, I'm going to encourage them to hang on to the hand that does not change. I'm going to encourage them not to get nervous, not to get anxious, but just settle down and believe that God will take us through. And then let me say this to you. Your leadership here at Victory, our church board and our church staff, we are committed to you. You see, we'd say, well, we'll do anything there's some things that we may not be able to do. And especially if we do not know anything about it. But if you send your prayer request in, you let us know where we can pray with you, victorylakeland.org. Then we're going to do our best to pray. And if you have a need that's incumbent upon you and you thought, God, I don't know where else to go, you give us a call. You let us know what you need. And I promise you we're going to do our very best to love you, to help you. And then for some of you, we probably will even call on you to help us, to help us bring others through that which the Lord has called us to do. Amen? Let's pause for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of your mercy and your grace. Now, I know that there are some that are listening today that probably they've never tuned in before. And maybe they have never really, I mean, just absolutely taken a stand for Jesus Christ. Maybe they just haven't. So today, Father, we offer a simple prayer and ask them to pray it in their heart of hearts. And it goes like this. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Take my sins away. You know my weakness and you know my doubts. You know my fears. You know all the things that I face. God, please forgive me for being so strong that I've not allowed you to leave. And forgive me for trying to sit on the throne of my own life. Today, God, I humble myself and ask you to bring that forgiveness. And as a result of that, I believe I can say with all of my heart, I'm saved. I am saved. So, Father, 
Now we pray you would bless and minister to every one of those individuals in our church family in your name. If you, in fact, prayed that prayer. I want you to know we have a lot of material that we'd like to help you with. As a matter of fact, if you call the church office, 863-859-6000, and you ask the receptionist, hey, I, I made a commitment to Jesus. Can I get that material? We'll have someone that'll give you a call. Or you can go online, victorylakeland.org. You can put what your need is there, and we will respond to you. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. We are not afraid and we're not taking back and we're not relaxing. As one individual say, we are putting the pedal to the metal to believe that in the midst of this, God will still meet a lot of needs and the church of Jesus Christ will stand stronger than ever. And as a result of that, it is because you believed our eyes are upon the Lord. God bless you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you Wednesday night. I'll be, we'll be streaming live Wednesday night at our usual service time. So God bless you and thank you so much. Enjoy your day. God bless.